0: This podcast is brought to you by Villanova University on iTunes U. Please visit us on itunes.villanova.edu. Stress is a big part of, you know, what happens here on campus. It's in corporations. It's pretty much everywhere. The key thing is, well, how do we manage it? And um, you can read a book. You can come to a lecture. And you can be really excited, right, to go away and try to manage your stress. But then what happens? We get (laughs) stressed. Yeah, so me and my business partner, so I've been in corporate America for 22 years um, in pharmaceutical sales and marketing and leadership roles, various leadership roles. And um, while I was there in marketing and sales, one of the key things that struck me and my business partner was that people really have good intentions. They really wanna be on track. They really wanna have extraordinary results. But what happens is life gets in the way. There's a lot of challenges, distractions, people, you know, issues with people. And so we find ourselves having great intentions, but actually the results we're getting aren't matching up with the intentions that we have. Okay. So we were passionate about that. And so me and my business partner spent two years researching the whole area of peak performance, positive psychology and leadership. What we were looking for was what are the core, core principles of success, key habits that if you do them every day consistently, you will change the way you live, you will change your results. So I identified those key six habits which I'm gonna share with you today. But the one difference maker in our program is that you can actually apply them. So when you leave here today, you don't have to just be motivated and excited to think, oh, I wanna try something new. You can actually try something new because we actually have an app. And um, I'm gonna email you all today a link to the app. So if you do wanna put it on your iPhone or your iPad, you'll have a way to apply these six core principles every day and really try to create the results you want. So I want you to talk to me a little bit about being on track. What does it mean to you to be on track? Anybody? What does it mean when you're on track? How does it feel? You can just talk or raise your hand or whatever. You're prepared. You're prepared. Good. What else? Productive. Productive. Excellent.
1: Focused.
0: Focused. Yes. Comfortable. Comfortable. Anything else where you feel like you're really on track? Motivated. And motivated. Excellent. So what do you think, though, gets you off track? So our goal is to always keep calm and stop stressing. But what's getting you off track? What are some of the things? What? Life. Life? OK, that's big. Can we cut it down? What are some of the things right now, if you picked off the top of your head, that you would say, these are some of the things that get me off track? Friends. Friends. OK, good. Yeah, personalities. Always interesting. What else? Women. Women. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Women are getting him off track. That's a whole separate lecture and I don't run that lecture. Um, Anybody else would get you off track? So we have women, we have life, big things. What else? Family, okay, good, yep. A little bit too interested maybe. Extracurriculars. Extracurriculars. So all these things contribute. But I want to ask you one thing. What's something though that you really really want to achieve while you're here at Villanova? What's the one thing you probably all have in common that you want to have happen? Your grades? I couldn't hear you. Oh, your degree. Your degree, absolutely. We all want to get a degree. What else do you have in common that you all really, really want to achieve? Success and a job. Okay. So we have a couple things, right? We have, we know how it feels to be on track and we've all had great history of success. We know what it feels like. We got into Villanova, right? We know what it feels like when we get a great test. We've had a great experience maybe playing sports or in an extracurricular activity. Whatever it is, we know what that feels like. The goal is, let's create it more often. But we also know, uh uh-oh, they're stressed and how are we gonna manage that, okay? Because we all have a couple of the same goals. We wanna have great grades and get a degree, right? Good GPA and we wanna get a good job when we get out. That's why you're in this leadership academy to start with. Well, I'm going to show you today the program that I created with my business partner about four years ago. I still work in pharmaceutical marketing. Um, however, I also created this business, in Power 10. And so our program is called On Track with Empower 10. We published a book. Um, when you get the app, the ebook is in the app. So if you're interested and you want to go back to any of the information, you can and basically that's what we've been doing for four years as well as the marketing is really helping people to understand how to live on track and use the model as Ralph pointed out and really implement these core six principles. So I'm gonna jump into sharing with you the principles and as I do I'm gonna share the science behind the habit because there's science behind every habit and then I'm gonna ask you you know to chime in I'm gonna show you how to actually use the habit. It's a simple technique so we're gonna do all about application today because one of the things I mean, you can have all these goals and all these wishes but if you don't have a plan What's likely to happen? Nothing, Nothing, Okay. You really need a plan when you want to achieve things. So I'm going to give you a way to get there. All right, so the first habit is creating goal momentum. How many of you have a goal right now that you write down, that you wrote down? Awesome, (laughs) fantastic. None of you write your goals? Pardon me? You have goals that you write down? Okay. so I'm going to show you the data today that supports why Unequivocally so, you should write your goals down every day and the benefits of doing that. And there's a strong, strong correlation between writing your goals down and actually achieving them. OK? <coughs> so let's have a look at the science. This study looked at um, people were randomized to people who just thought about their goals, wrote their goals, and then people who wrote their goals and actually had some action plans to achieve them. Okay? And they, wrote, they looked at their goals, and they were in these three groups for um, one month. Okay? And here are the results. So there's a strong correlation between writing your goals and success. So the people that thought about their goals, 43% of the goals were achieved. So you might think, yeah, that's pretty good. For people that wrote their goals, 64% of the stated goals were achieved. But for people who actually wrote their goals, had an action plan, and were celebrating some of the progress, 76% of their goals were achieved, stated goals. So it's very powerful. And there's a lot of data and evidence behind writing your goals down. What happens when you write something down? In general, what happens when you write it down? Better memory of it, yep. Anybody else? Is that what you're going to say? It forces you to think about
1: it.
0: It forces you to think about it. It also forces you to commit to it right? when you write it down. So when you write something down, you really are activating a part of your brain that's allowing you to pretty much focus on what you wrote down and filter out the distractions. So if you give your goal attention, energy, and focus every day, you're more likely to get there. Okay? So I'm going to show you. We took the basically the science from the study, and we said, OK, what kind of technique? So I could tell you this information. Hey, write your goals down. And how are you likely to get there? So we thought we need to give people a way to get there. So that's the next part, <clears throat> which I'm going to show you how the goal works. Okay? So this is a little technique. If you go to the app that I'm going to email you out today, it's simple. It takes about one minute. The whole app takes about 10 minutes a day. So that's why we're called Empower 10. It's all about staying empowered every day, just 10 minutes. Okay? And thousands of people have been through this now over the last four years with really great results. So the first thing is, how do you write the goal? So sometimes people write a goal like, I want to do something. How does that feel, is that motivating, I want to? Anybody, does it motivate you by writing something down like I want to do something? It's still pretty iffy. It's still iffy, there's still what? What's left there when you say I want to? Doubt, there's a lot of doubt when you say I want to because you can get out of it, right? I want to do this, I want to get a 3.5 or 4.0 or whatever but you know, it leaves you wiggle room, okay? When you write the goals, if it's already been achieved, I have a B average or I have an A average, that means you've already achieved it. So your mind goes to work to make it so. So I want you to think about this as like a self-fulfilling prophecy, putting out there what you want to happen. I want to have a B, but writing as if it's already occurred. I have a B already. When you write it like that, you start to act like a person who has a B average. How does a person act who has a B average? Are they studying? Yeah, probably. Are they doing homework? Yeah, probably. Right? So when you write something down or you write I have an A average, your your actions start to match the goal. Anybody have any questions on that? Okay. The next part of the habit, really creating some momentum is celebrating your progress. When do we normally celebrate progress? When? When do we celebrate things? When it's over. Right. So along the way, when you're struggling, trying to get this GPA, or you're, you know, you're doing curricular activities, you're trying to get balance. There's no one there. Your parents aren't here. There's no one patting you on the back and saying, "Hey, great job." So how are you staying motivated? And sometimes we have doubt and we get off track from our goal because something didn't go so well yesterday that you wanted to go well, right? So it's important to celebrate your progress. So maybe this person said, "Hey, I got an A on an important paper today, and I studied two hours for an exam." And again, like I say, you're typing it into the app, you know, so you're recording. Your goal, and you know what? When you have a goal, it's important to write the goal, um, the same goal for at least until you achieve it. So the way we recommend it is look at a goal and write your goal for the month, okay? So think of October. So as I'm going through this with you, just think of the month of October and like what do I want to achieve in October, just for this month that's contributing maybe to your overall quarterly average or whatever, okay? And then you'll be celebrating progress on that goal that you have for the month of October. And then the next steps would be, hey, you know, I'm gonna go to the library, do some research. And all this is doing the whole time is cementing it in your mind okay, and allowing you to get there. Now I'm going to let you hear from Mark. So Mark is a student, he's at Boston College, and he used the program consistently. I also have um, a quote um, from a guy named Nick, who also is at Villanova here, so I'll share both with you. And this is how he used the program, and um, I want you to hear from Mark. Any thoughts on, Mark? How are you guys feeling so far about writing your goal down? (coughs) Any thoughts? Anybody think they wanna do that, write your goal? All right, good, that's awesome. That's his first step, having intention to do it. That's great. So this is Nick, Nick Arduro. He's a junior here at Villanova. And so basically he started the program with me. I ran this program at the entrepreneurial um, Class here at Villanova last year, and um, he latched onto the program. His goal was to get a job at Price, Cooper's, Waterhouse, Price Waterhouse Coopers, and he did. And so, what he talks about here is that you know he thought, I don't know if I'm going to do this or apply the 10 minutes. Once he started to do it, he realized that every day he was taking small steps towards that goal. Just just little steps, you know. Maybe it's an interview or practicing for an interview, or I made an I sent an email or I made a phone call. Every single day he chipped away at that goal, and he got achieve what he wanted and had a fantastic internship this summer. Um, So, you know, these are positive things. You can achieve the goals you want, but you do have to have a little plan to get there. And this is a simple little technique. You write your goal, celebrate a step of progress, and you write your next step the next day, and you just keep doing that. And it helps you filter out all the distractions that you're dealing with all day long. Okay? So that's the first habit. So, to achieve a goal, what also is important is um, to have other habits that you do that are strong habits that support you in that getting the goal, right? So the next five habits are all around supporting you in helping you stay on track to that goal. So this habit is called focusing on what's good. So you have two choices all day long. You can focus on what's good and what's working well for you or you can focus on what's not. So what happens when we focus on what's not working out? How do we feel? Stressed. Stressed, right. So I started the program talking about there's going to be stress. How do you manage it? Well one key technique, and there's a lot of science behind this, is focusing on what's working in your life. If you keep focusing on everything that's wrong, I don't like this person, I don't like my teacher, I have too much homework, it's just one, it's boring, and two, it just pulls you off track. You know, and you're just fueling the negative things. So how are you supposed to be successful if you're fueling everything that's negative? The math doesn't add up, right? Okay, so focusing on what's good is powerful. So this study I'm going to show you the evidence behind the study, and then we'll talk a little about the technique. This study, there were three groups. They were randomized into the group. They wrote down what they were grateful for. The next group wrote down the hassles of the day, and the next group wrote down whatever life event they wanted. But the gratitude group wrote five things every day for two months that were working well in their life okay? that were good. The hassles group wrote five hassles down every single day, and then the neutral group wrote any life event. And here are the results. So in the gratitude group, they exercised 33% more. They had fewer physical symptoms. They felt better about their lives. Very importantly, they were more more likely to have made progress towards their goals. Anybody wanna tell me why that is? Why did they make more progress towards their goals? By focusing on what was good on a consistent basis for two months. Go ahead, anybody? Yeah.
1: Um, Because they're focused on, they have a positive energy when they write that down so they feel better about themselves and they feel like they can go out and do stuff.
0: Good. Yeah, excellent. What else? What else happens when you do that? You're focusing more on what's working in your life. What's happening? Go yeah. Absolutely. So you're feeling good about yourself, right? You're not letting this stupid small stuff get you down. You know, so sometimes our lives look like this, right? We have highs and lows and highs and lows and it's a little bit frenetic, right? The whole goal of this program is to let you keep operating at a high level but there's speed bumps you know, and you're feeling good about yourself along the way and you can get over the speed bumps but when we're high and then we drop to a really low spiral where we're doing poorly it's really hard to get out of that. It's much easier if you can consistently stay focused and then you're feeling good about yourself, okay? So it's important. What energy do you put out? If you're feeling good about yourself, the energy you're putting out is also, as you said, positive. So people are responding to you differently, right? You're handling situations better and all of a sudden you're staying on track to the things that you're interested in achieving, (coughs) okay? So powerful habit. Why do we need to do this? Basically because of this. Every single day, what are we faced with? When you turn on the news, when you turn on your computer? What are you faced with? Is it good? Go ahead. Everything that's going wrong in the world. How motivating is that? Okay, so you don't realize it, but all day long, you're bombarded by negative information all day long there's negative stimuli, right? The person, your friend tells you, oh my god, I had this test, it was horrible, and that guy's annoying me, and he doesn't like me, and then, and then this happens, and you're like, oh my god, my roommate's driving me nuts, and she ate all my food, and I don't have anything left, and then in the next breath, you're going to your next class, and you're like, I can't stand that teacher. Have I said anything positive yet? No. And imagine you do that all day, right? So you're doing that, your friends are doing that, and then you turn on the news, and you're like, oh my gosh, this woman pushed her husband off a cliff. Um, and then, you know, you know and they just got married, that's horrible. And then there's, you know, oh my God, the flu epidemic's gonna be horrible this year. Think about it, right? It's just, it's getting in. So what do we do about it? You gotta be empowered. You gotta do something yourself to make sure that you're keeping your mindset strong, and it's a winning mindset. And these principles that I'm sharing with you are principles for life. Like I said, they're in the science, consistently proven habits of success and extraordinary results. And there's a reason, okay? So you might be sitting there thinking, I'm a pretty positive person, but remember, all day long you're getting bombarded by negative stimuli, and are you going to be the empowered role model person that kind of stops that happening in your, in your group of friends? Or are you going to be the person that dives into it and just fuels it worse? That's up to you. So what I want to do now is I want to think about, um, I want to go back to the study a little bit, and they talked about five things that are going well in their life. How about we just, everybody throw something out that's working well for you right now, one thing. I'll go here, something that's working well for you. One thing. Hmm? Alright, you're getting enough sleep, that's cool. What about you? It's the weekend. It's the weekend. What's working? I go to Villanova. All right, what's working out for you? Grades. Grades, good. Just had a good lunch. Just had a great lunch, awesome. Weekend. You can swallow, you can eat, it's good, right? Weekend. The weekend. My business. Your business, great. Um, I can studying well. You're studying well, fantastic. It's Friday. It's Friday. My what's grades. good for you? Your grades, awesome. I was say Friday. it's Friday. <laughs> hey, Friday's a, you know what? You made it to Friday. I like that. I like Friday. What else? Okay. It's gonna be a good weekend it's Friday. come on give me something new besides Friday first nothing first. else is going good in your life grades all right we're all pretty healthy in here right everybody's here right everybody got here safe what else focus, focus. good your family. your family Awesome. I heard family that's good sleeping in, sleeping in. I'm I'm gonna enjoy that too well-rested. you're well-rested that's good <coughs> pardon me productive, productive. great friends, friends. fantastic Classes. Not getting, sick. Not getting sick. She's well. Good. Fall break. Fall break. Fall break. Fall break. <laughs> <laughs> the weekend. Come on, give me something else. Uh,
1: I was say fall
0: break. What's going good for you? Anything? <laughs> All, right. Lots of good friends. All right, lots of good friends. I like it. <laughs> she joined a new club. Anybody back there want to share? Does anybody have anything new that's going well for them right now? Something that's really good. Anybody get a good grade today, a good test score, a good paper? I'm alive. You're alive, all right, good. Anybody play sports? Anybody play sports? Yeah, yeah? good. You have a, anybody have a good sports game? Yeah. All right, so here's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Obviously, you guys haven't had a lot of practice focusing on what's good, because all you can come up with is Friday. However, okay, what happens if you start to really focus on what's good in your life? Here's what happens. okay. Something wonderful is about to happen. We start to magnify everything around us. You start seeing the good in people. You start seeing the good in your teachers. You start seeing the good in your life more often. You're going to create more of that. okay. So by focusing on what's good every day and just writing down those five things in your app, maybe, that are good and working for you, the more you focus on that, the more you create it. And rather than expecting this is going to be a horrible day or everything's going to go wrong, you start expecting great things to happen. All right? So I'm going to leave you with really start expecting great things to happen, and they will. But if you expect negative things to happen, they will as well. What, we get what we expect, OK? All right, so start focusing on the good. So that habit's going to keep you on track, because when your goal doesn't go well and you get off track and the test wasn't good that you wanted or your friend and you had a fight, how are you going to get back on track? Focus on what's good. All right, the next habit is pre play events. Anybody in here visualize? Yes, who does? Okay, anybody want to comment on what you do? Uh, Or, you know, how's it helped you? uh, It just helps me to stay more focused, I guess. Okay, so it helps them to stay more focused. Who else said that they visualize? Okay, so more focus, that's a common thing. What else, anybody else pre-play for different reasons?
1: When you like, envision yourself doing well, it's easier to, to follow that track and
0: like, do it. Excellent, good. So visualization's really powerful. You can hear that basically what you're doing is you're creating a future memory of success and you're putting yourself in the picture. When you visualize that happening, you're creating it. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So if you see yourself being late, you'll probably be late. If you see yourself being on time, you'll be on time. If you see yourself doing well, you'll probably do well. If you see yourself bombing a test, you probably will okay it's all about visualizing it so this is really powerful and my business partner and I um, it really originates in sports so if you look at the guys up here um, Michael Jordan he visualized every shot every move and before it ever became a reality he did that every day before every game okay and that's why he was successful and he'll tell you that if you look at Aaron Rodgers same thing he started visualizing in sixth grade his football coach taught him how to visualize and ever since he's been doing that and so what he talks about is I visualize, I land the couch, I visualize before every game what I'm gonna do, but I also visualize what my opponents might do and how they might respond to me, and then how I'm gonna create new plays to get around that. Okay, so visualization is part of seeing what you wanna achieve, but what might get in the way of me achieving it, and how am I getting around that? Okay, and then Jack Nicholas, same thing, pro golfer. Obviously, always visualize the shot before I ever took it, okay? So visualization is powerful but me and my business partner you know Nancy we were like well it's good in sports but how do you really apply it in life right to school grades or whatever you're trying to achieve you know more better exercising you know trying a new sport whatever um, and so here's the data to support it so these are students okay college students this is a study of college students and they were split into three groups the first group was the process group and they were supposed to they all had, a, um, they had an exam that was coming up, and for a few days before the exam, they were gonna visualize okay, how they were gonna do in the exam. The first group was the process group, and they were supposed to visualize when they were gonna study, where they were gonna study, who they were gonna study with, and what information. Okay? So that's the process of getting to the grade. Okay? The next group was told, I just want you, they're called the outcome group, just focus on the end. See yourself getting the test grade and and celebrating. Okay? So they were only focused on the end. This group was focused on getting the grade that they wanted, but also on the process of getting there. And the obstacles that might get in their way of studying, like, oh, my friend has two hours. I should just go hang out with them. Should I study or hang out? Um, And then the control group were told, study as you normally would. So here are the results. The process group anticipated challenges to studying. They studied more. They reached their goal and added eight more points to their score. Okay, And there's much more data and studies to support this. So it's not just about seeing the end result, oh, I want to get an A, but also like preparing. So planning, how am I going to get there? I have 10 hours this week. How am I using those hours? Am I going to cram everything into last minute, then I'm going to be stressed, I'm going to be exhausted, or am I going to actually plan it out and really figure out how much time I'm going to put into each thing, and then I'm planned, and it's much more calm than this, Okay? So strong data. How many of you, You know, what are your thoughts on this data? Anybody, what are your thoughts on this data? Visualizing. Most of you don't do it. So anybody have thoughts around starting to visualize? You're in this leadership academy. You know, Being a leader is all about seeing yourself being successful So, and then achieving that.
1: It can't hurt at the end. Like, no matter what, like, even if it doesn't the it like, can't be negative.
0: Right. It can't hurt. What's it going to hurt? Yeah, and it takes a minute. Like, these guys, all they did was a few minutes every day. It wasn't like this is a long, drawn-out thing. This is a couple minutes, but it's about consistently doing it, right? When we do things consistently, they become habits, and that's how you, know, you stay doing them in a positive way. Anyone else? Anyone else think they may visualize or have any thoughts around visualization? So you all have goals of getting good grades. This is a surefire way to get them. Any reason why you wouldn't do it? Why not visualize? You're lazy. You're lazy. Okay, I like it. (laughs) You're lazy, that's true. Hey, you might not feel like it. Anybody else? Why might you not visualize? You don't want to be disappointed. I think that's an awesome answer. So you're right about something, you know. If you start to visualize and you say, Well, I put all this time in, I visualize, I still didn't get what I wanted, does that mean it doesn't work? The answer is no. It just means that you have to go back and reflect and say, what could I have done differently? Maybe there's something I could have done differently to get there, do you know what I mean? And maybe next time you get better and better and better at it. So well, I'm going to show you Caroline. She's a college student, and she's going to talk to you about things that she pre-played. And then you can make your mind up yourself. But it's a very powerful habit. It works in sports. It works beyond sports for whatever you want to achieve. And it's simple. It's literally just writing down the key things you want to achieve, the process to get there, and then seeing yourself completing it. All right, let's hear from uh, Carolyn. I definitely use pre play habit all the time, especially for
1: meetings for different clubs and organizations. Because my personality is sometimes I'm a little introverted, I have a lot to say, but I kind of internalize it and I wait for others to speak up. So while pre playing an event, I'm like, hey, okay, I'm going to a meeting today. A lot to say. Instead of sitting there, I'm really going to talk up. I'm going to contribute. So later during the day when I'm sitting there, I think, you know, this is my chance. I can say something. I can add. And after I do, it, I think, you know what? Good thing I wrote it down because I would have told myself I had to do it if I hadn't. And that's how the pre-play really helps me um, get more involved.
0: So, you know, I mean, something to consider, right? So when you get the app today, you know, there's a little spot for you just typing in what you want to pre-play. And usually it's an event. So maybe you have a really important exam this week. Maybe you have a paper coming up. You know, pick the one thing on that day that's coming up that you want to go really, really well. You're not going to pre-play everything. But what if you have a tough conversation with a roommate? Don't you want to pre-play it first and kind of think it through before you kind of burst out into the conversation without thinking about it? Maybe you have um, a hard test coming up. Don't you want to prepare for it? Not be so stressed and kind of map it out a little bit? So these are just things to help you along the way as you go into this quarter, okay? All right, the next habit to keep you on track to your goals is shifting to a positive interpretation. So you know what this habit's about? This. Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond. 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond. Anybody ever heard that before? Okay, so how easy is it to do that? It's kind of hard, right? It's hard because we all have emotions and when emotions involve, we kind of jump into it. Um, But it's really important to think about it. You know, I'm in control of how I respond to every single thing. That's powerful, right? It's motivating, okay? So how many of you have found when you've taken a pause and stopped and thought about it before you responded, your results change. Talk to me about that. Give me an example. Anybody? What happens when you don't just run in and blurt into something?
1: Uh, when you give a speech, like if you like, read through a few times and like, phrase how you want to say feel it, like when you read <coughs> it, it's like part of me to be, like, actually speak and have of figure out like, how it flows. So then when you give a speech, like, it goes like, really well.
0: Good. Excellent. What else? Give me an example, maybe a conversation that you thought about before you had it. Anybody have any examples of the times when they did this well? They really responded well to tough situations. Any examples? of putting yourself in the other person's shoes and you're thinking about it this is a powerful habit you all talk about leadership right being a really good leader means being your own best self leader and leaders do this really well it's a powerful habit to really put yourself in someone else's shoes and shift your interpretation around that so maybe you have a negative assumption about somebody maybe you have a negative assumption about a teacher or situation but if you go into it that negative assumption you're not going to come out with the same result whereas if you go into it the way you mentioned now you might come out with a better result so this is really, really powerful, okay? So I'm gonna show you the science. Basically, Martin Seligman is the grandfather of positive psychology. He's down at Penn. This is his data. Basically, there's two things you can do. Make a negative interpretation or make a positive interpretation. These guys were sales agents, okay? Insurance sales is tough. Anybody ever sold anything in here? Ralph's raising his hand. Anybody else ever sell anything? Lemonade, even, okay? Is it hard? It's kind of hard to get people to buy it, right? Okay, so these guys, tough job. One in 10 calls leads to an appointment, that's it. Okay, so you're making a lot of calls to get maybe one appointment. All right, so and how many, you know, imagine it's interviewing. You know how many interviews you have to go on to get a job? You're gonna learn. So anyway, if you make a negative, I want you to imagine that you made five phone calls, okay? You called five people and they all turned you down and said no and hung up the phone, okay? What are you saying to yourself? You made five calls and no one wants to talk to you. What are you telling yourself? What's your self talk? I suck. what else? Before I think it's more soliciting
1: donations and that did a lot. So I would tell myself like we have all of these companies called Miller Falls. So like I thought more about all the
0: future ones that we could get instead of the ones that we didn't get, but it was really hard especially initially. Yeah, it's hard, right? So you can tell yourself, you can have self-talk. So we all have self-talk. It's either good or bad. When your self-talk is bad and you're telling yourself, oh, no, you know, I'm not going to do on this test, or, oh, my God, they don't want to buy this from me, or I'm not going to do all on this interview, or they really don't want to talk to me, I'm not going to make friends with this person, or I'm not going to get in a sorority, or whatever, it's all negative interpretations. In this situation, okay, or you can make a positive interpretation. So for a sales guy who made five calls but didn't get any, um, you know, traction from it, what are you telling yourself when you're making a positive interpretation? Now what are you saying? Yeah, what are you saying? Great. Excellent. I got the people away that aren't helping me. There's some people out there that will. Good. What else? What else are you telling yourself? You're making a positive interpretation. What are you saying? What's your self-talk? Nobody? Anybody? Yep. So he just keeps going because, you know, the statistics will tell you, right? Well, if it's one in 10 calls, if I keep going, to your point, I'm bound to get a sale. That's a very different philosophy than I'm not very good at this, I should pack it in, or I'm just going to have a lousy day today, I'm not going to make very many calls. You get very different results, Okay? So anyway, here's the reason why it's powerful. The top 50% for optimism sold 37% more than those in the bottom 50%. And the top 10% for optimism sold 88% more than those in the bottom. This correlates to anything you do in life, Okay, You have a negative interpretation about a person, a situation, or your grades, or a teacher, you're more likely to have a negative result. You make a positive interpretation, you're more likely to have a better outcome. It's really quite simple, but it's actually not that simple to do, which is why we have a technique for it. So negative interpretations drive negative emotions. When we're in negative emotive states, right? Anxiety, worry, what do you think happens to our behaviors? How do you behave if you're feeling negative and anxious or stressed? How do you behave? Sluggish. Sluggish. Good. How else? Irritable. Irritable good. What else? Selfishly. Selfishly. Excellent. Yeah. What else? What happens? Making negative negative interpretation, negative emotions. How are we behaving? more like a snack of people. So basically, are you on your top game? (laughs) Now, We all want to be on our top game. How do you behave if you're making positive interpretation? Now what are your emotions? Give me some emotions when you're more in a positive interpretive state. Optimistic. Optimistic. What else? Confident. Confident. Good. So optimism and confidence are powerful words and as leaders in Villanova, which I'm assuming you want to be, or leaders in life, those are really powerful words. You have to be optimistic and confident and have ways and methods, right? to make sure that you're able to stay on track to the things you want to achieve. And if you can lead yourself really well, you can lead anything. You lead yourself well, and the rest will follow. Okay. So whenever you get in a situation where you have negative emotion, I want you to hit the pause button. If you remember one thing from today, pause. Don't act. Don't speak. Don't do anything until you've thought it through a little bit and thought about a different way to look at it and a different action you can take. Alright, so here's a situation. I'm giving you a scenario. You have a test. You think it went bad and you're worried and anxious that it's going to pull your GPA down. Okay? I want you to think about this. This is a negative interpretation because now you're all focused on the negative. Oh no, I'm just going to pull my GPA down. And you're in a negative state. What happens if you have a test two hours later after this test? How are you going to do on that test? Bad. <laughs> Why is that? Because you're still left. Focusing on the test you just had and worrying that it's pulling down your GPA. Whereas if you can shift your focus right into taking a productive action before the next test, now you're on track. Yeah. All right, so what's a, different wa- what's a different way of thinking about it? So rather than thinking, it's pulling my GPA down, what's a different way of looking at that? You had a bad test. You think you had a bad test. You're not sure yet. Okay. Sometimes we think we did, and we didn't. What's a different way of looking at it? New perspective. I want you to shift your interpretation from bad grade and I'm feeling stressed and anxious. What's a different way of looking at the situation? Go ahead. There's still a chance I could have done well. There's still a chance I could have done well. What else? Great. Maybe recognize, hey, I I just need to do something a little different. What else? You can always bounce back on the next test. Excellent. You can bounce back on the next test. Good. So here's what the person actually did. So yeah, I can still do well, it's only one test, and I have to study more. But that's a positive focus, and you're not spiraling into this crazy thought process. And then the most important part of this is taking an action. So here's some actions, okay? It's good to to shift your focus, but then you have to take an action. So in that two-hour window before your next test, you know, what could you do, you know? You can make some adjustments to how you study, maybe talk to your teacher, take action, right? So that's the habit, it's simple. You wanna shift your interpretation? Think about it differently, get a new perspective, and take an action, be empowered. A best self leader takes action, okay? And changes the situation for the better. All right, I want you to hear from, oh,
1: and I shifted my perspective and I just looked at more productive actions rather so than was beating myself over that because there's no there's no point, I really. and I <coughs> so at that point I refocused myself like, okay you're fine <laughs> you don't need to be doing this and I want to go I went and uh for my next step so I had like the next hour so it was it was way more productive for me to be thinking about my next stuff not being myself forward,
0: because I still have to perform like, the next hour, so. Cool, so you guys, when we started this lecture today, we talked about being on track. You all mentioned focused and productive. This is a really powerful habit for keeping you focused and productive, okay? Because it's so easy to do what JC said and just start spiraling, right? And then how productive are we gonna be? And you know what, each test you have and each class you have, each one is something you wanna do well at, so you need to kind of be on track for that and in the right mindset. Okay, good. All right. so there's two habits left. This habit is something I think that's pretty popular here at Villanova, right? Community service. You guys all do some community work? Yeah? Okay, good. This is a really strong habit in leadership. In fact, there's books written all about being a servant leader. What do you think it means to be a servant leader? Anybody? What does it mean to be a servant leader? Good. So yeah, so being a servant leader is that giving to others and it's also basically the main thing is taking the focus off yourself and putting it on to others and genuinely and authentically wanting them to do well. So the resources you have. So you might be stressed out but your friend asks you for help. What are you gonna do? What would a servant leader do? They would help. So one girl mentioned back there about being selfish, you know? Being selfish means you're not being a servant leader. So when you're focused on other people and giving to them that's where the magic comes, yeah, because then you get that back as well. So anyway, the science supports it again. When you, write act, when you write down acts of kindness and you really think about it every day, how can I help another person? Basically, your happiness goes up. Okay, It's just as simple as that. In this study, there was a whole week where people just wrote down what they did, you know, did for other people, acts of kindness. And basically, the results were their subjective happiness increased significantly. And the people that started to, that did the most um, acts of kindness, had the highest increases in happiness. So there's a strong correlation between that. And when you do for others, they're going to do for you, right? It's that whole, you know, pay it forward. So it's really, really powerful habit. But most people are not successful in life if this isn't a big part of what they do, giving and serving to others. So, you know, I know you guys do this at Villanova. So tell me, let's go around really quickly. Tell me something you're going to do for another person today, one thing. Give them a hug, awesome. What about you? One thing you're going to do to give and serve to somebody? Help someone. Help someone. How about you back there, anybody? Give and serve, what can you do for another person?
1: Yeah, it's our friend's birthday, so we're taking her out to go get good dinner.
0: Awesome, how about you? Anybody here? One thing to give and serve?
1: I'm going to take whatever I learned today and share with another
0: person. Awesome, that's fantastic. Anybody else? What are you going to do to give and serve back here? Anybody? One thing you can do for somebody else? Hold
1: the door.
0: Hold the door, good. Anybody else? I know it's Friday and it's the weekend, but what can you do for somebody else? Anybody back here? One thing. Huh? Good. Walk to CVS with somebody. Help them out. Anybody else? One thing you're going to do for somebody else today. This whole habit's getting the focus off yourself and onto helping others, and then your problems just don't see so bad. (laughs) Anybody else? Anybody over here? One thing you're going to do to help somebody else. One thing. Anything. (coughs) Talk to a friend. friend. Good. So I want you to imagine you were thinking about this every day. One thing you're going to do for somebody else. It's not 20 things. One thing that you're not thinking about yourself all the time and your problems and what's going wrong. You're actually starting to think about others and how to help somebody else. And now people are helping you, and you'll see that whole reciprocation come quite easily. So powerful habit. One thing every day I want you to think about what you're going to do. All right, last habit. So again, we talked about staying on track. This is a really, really important habit. And there are 300 studies 300 studies that show that if you enhance your positive emotions every day, you enhance your health and your wealth. 300 studies. You enhance your positive emotions every day, you enhance your health and wealth. Okay. So this is the last habit. It's all about completely being absorbed in activity and putting your mind into that activity and making sure that you're really feeling good about it, enhancing something. Raise your hand if you have something every single day that you do that you're completely absorbed and really evoking positive emotions. Raise your hand. Every day. By this definition, you're completely absorbed in activity. You're off your to-do list. You're not worried about school. You get your mindset in the zone. Anybody have that? It could be anything. Insanity. Every day insanity. Raise your hand. Anybody have something they do every day that's putting you in a positive state of mind? Just raise your hand. I'm not going to ask you what it is. Just raise your hand. All right, well, for students, I'm used to seeing this in corporate America, and nobody raises their hand. And I get that, because they have two kids, you know, they drive an hour to work, they're stressed out, you know, they barely have lunch, and they don't even have time to go to the bathroom, but you guys should be having tons of stuff that you do. That's fun, okay? So I would tell you, relax and try to have some more fun, because actually, really good leaders make time for themselves. They make time to have fun, because if you are having fun, and you're sharpening your ax, and you're relaxing and recharging, you're gonna be a much better leader of yourself and of anything that you're doing. How how much can you do if you're stressed out and exhausted? You know the answer to that. So, really powerful habit. You know, it could be anything. It could be reading a book, anything, going out with friends and having some fun. But it's just taking your mind off anything that's worrisome to you and really evoking strong, positive emotions. It will enhance your health and overall your wealth and all the extraordinary results you want to achieve. So that is the full program. These are the six proven habits of success. Okay? they're proven. I showed you all the data. You need to have a goal. You need to focus on what's good every day to stay on track to that goal. Start visualizing. Really have a plan about the things that are important to you. It's not just going to happen because you think it is. Really start shifting your interpretations. Don't stay in that negative place because the results aren't going to be optimal for you. Really start to think about, can I shift to a better place so I can move forward productively? Think about giving to others when it's all about you it's actually not that fun, and when it's all about you, the problems seem overwhelming. Whereas if you share with others and you help others, now you feel more connected to people and your problems don't see so bad. So all these big peaks and troughs become just little speed bumps you can manage, and now you're creating more extraordinary results. And have some fun. your students. This was the best time of my life, but I didn't know it when I was at college, but I know it now. I know it now because I have two kids. I work full time. I have two full jobs, <laughs> a business that I run. And guess what? It can be stressful. Okay? So this is fun. You have exams. That's great. And I know it's stress. I know it. I've been there myself, but you also have a lot of time that you can make to have fun with friends, join new curricular activities, do community service, sleep in on the weekend. I have to get up at 8 a.m. tomorrow for soccer for my kid. I'm not sleeping in. Okay? So enjoy it. Make sure that, you know, think about these six things. And If you only picked one habit today, one habit, one thing you're gonna do differently today, that's huge success for you. And it's another step towards your own self-leadership. Raise your hand if, you're gonna, if there's one thing on here you think you could do differently today. Raise your hand. Well, that's great. Pick one thing and just try to do it. So I'm gonna send you the application, okay? Um, you'll get it in an email, you click on the link and there'll be a password. And then you, know, you can practice these habits or one of the habits or whatever you wanna do. Every day It takes about 10 minutes and really get yourself centered. And um, and that's it. It's called the Empower 10 app. Um, and if you're interested in liking us on Facebook, you can text to seven seven nine four eight and put in Empower 10 dot vu. And so um, thanks click on so the much Facebook for your participation on a Friday. I appreciate it.